if you really wanna know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome in to another edition of the Country Roads webcast. Here we are back again as spring football practice has kicked off for the 2021 season. So here with our first episode of the offseason, um, heading into the uh, summer and before we uh, kick off the uh, what will be the fourth season of the Country Roads webcast in the fall in 2021 First off-season episode here. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, spring practice that's gotten kicked off. And uh, with that, I think one of the main topics is uh, transfer talk. A lot of uh, movement on the West Virginia front since, you know, we uh, last were here on the Country Roads webcast um, last season. So um, transfers out. Uh, West Virginia's lost uh, quarterback Austin Kendall. Um, Austin Kendall, you know, came on in the bowl game there. Jared Deggie didn't play good in the first half. Austin Kendall comes on, leads West Virginia to a bowl win. Uh, Manny was wondering what he was going to do, if he would come back at all. Instead, uh, decides to um, enter the transfer portal, see if there's any options there before deciding if he'll move on again. Because he was a senior, but the, of course, extra year because of uh, the COVID. Uh, wide receiver Keon Wakefield, who was a transfer, uh, never really saw any in-game action. He's out. Ollie Jennings, uh, promising player, you know, second-year player, caught a couple of touchdowns in his career, but he heads out. Uh, Zach Dobson, uh, same story as Keon Wakefield. Dobson had transferred in from uh, Middle Tennessee State. He left uh, Quay Mays, who came into West Virginia from a ju- uh, junior college, decided to uh, transfer out, surprisingly, as uh, it looked like he was going to be set for some uh, pretty solid playing time, but he's out. And then uh, offensive lineman junior Zebu, who battled and lost uh, Brandon Yates in that battle uh, for that uh, left tackle spot, he uh, transferred out as well. Charlie Benton, a linebacker who hasn't you know seen many play- much playing time during his career here, um, came in with a lot of expectations, but got hurt that first game against Tennessee back in 2017 and has never really seen much since then. transferred out. And then um, David Vincent Acoli, a defensive back, transferred out. Four-star athlete, came here. Uh, never got any uh, – saw the field, just didn't work out. And he's no longer with the team. And then, of course, the two most surprising ones um, you got are Drashun Miller, the starting corner last year, one of the higher-graded corners in, the, in college football, West Virginia with the number one pass defense in college football last year. And um, he was a big part of the reason why him and Nick Troy Fortune, the starting corners, and Drashun Miller decides to transfer out, and he's now at Auburn for the upcoming season. And then, of course, the latest, um, this as spring practice began, I think it was the second or third day of spring practice, the news came out. Uh, Tyke Smith decided to transfer West Virginia starter at Spear. Um, kind of call him a corner, call him safety, whatever you want. Tyke Smith, an All-American player, um, transferring out from West Virginia. He lands at Georgia, um, where he will be uh, with a familiar face in uh, Jamal Adai, West Virginia's uh, secondary coach and defensive coordinator from last season. Left this offseason and went to Georgia to take on uh, the role there. So uh, that brings us into our next topic before we talk about transfers in. Since I brought up the coaching thing, let's talk about West Virginia's updated coaching staff now. Um, as I said, Jamal Adai left, headed to Georgia. So what you have left here on West Virginia now, West Virginia hires Andrew Jackson as the new defensive line coach and hires Shadon Brown to replace Jamal Adai as the co-defensive coordinator and secondaries coach. Um, so that's the two new faces on that defensive staff um, that you'll be seeing. Everything else will remain the same. 
Um, offensively, West Virginia did have a nice addition in Kirk uh, Soraka, I think that's how you pronounce it, Soraka, I can't remember the correct, correct pronunciation. I'm probably butchering it, but uh, Penn State's offensive coordinator and Mississippi – I mean, not Mississippi State, but Minnesota, rather, uh, offensive coordinator at Penn State and Minnesota in recent seasons, and they get him as an analyst, actually, and uh, – that's big for West Virginia because that's a guy that Neil Brown wanted to hire initially to be his offensive coordinator when he got the job here at West Virginia. So to get him on as an analyst, not even an on-field coach, you know, that counts toward your you know 10 on-field coaches, I believe it is, that you can have, and get him as an analyst, you know, up in the booth, that's big. So big additions there. Uh, West Virginia's coaching staff shaking up a little bit with the departure of Jamal Adai. Uh, speaking of analysts, uh, Jeff Castile will go back to an analyst role on the defense as well as he uh, handled the linebackers last year but uh with the the Adai leaving there was one spot left Western Union hired two guys so it's believed Jeff Castile heading back to an analyst role so talked about the transfers out let's talk about the guys that transferred into West Virginia some guys that's going to help them and you're going to hear about some more of these uh transfers in throughout the off season because West Virginia still has I believe four scholarships left, four or five scholarships left. Um, they've already said, Neil Brown came out and said that they're going to add a corner, another cornerback after, you know, losing to Sean Miller. They want to add another body there, so they're going to do that. And uh, you, who knows what else you may see there, but there's uh, still a few scholarships left in Virginia. So throughout this offseason, whether it's after spring pack practice or right before fall camp, uh, what have you, West Virginia will add, you know, a couple more players. But the guys they've added so far are uh, Doug Nestor, uh, big-time offensive lineman from Spring Valley, um, West Virginia tried hard to get him out of high school, ended up going to Virginia Tech. All ACC level player, great player at Virginia Tech, decides to leave. Comes to West Virginia, eligible immediately. I'm um, looking to see him start on that offensive line and be a really big addition to West Virginia's offensive line in a spot that really needed help, and they've got it in a big way so far. And then a linebacker in Lance Dixon that's coming from Penn State. Uh, West Virginia has a need at that linebacker spot. Wouldn't be surprised to see them add another linebacker. Um, Lance Dixon, kind of more of an outside linebacker, but people thought the same about Tony Fields when he came here. So who knows, because they need help at that inside linebacker spot, even though I, for one, think Josh Chandler is going to slide over and start there unless they add a uh, big-time transfer at that middle linebacker spot. But um, there are more transfers coming. But as of right now, that's the movement. That's kind of the transfer portal. And, you know, don't make any anything of it. These guys what leaving West Virginia, even the players that are starters, it's just happening right now, especially at the Power 5 level all over college football. You know, it's happening. You see it in basketball and stuff. That's just – so the transfer portal is the name of the game right now, especially uh, this year when everybody has the free eligibility, you know, the one-year transfer-free rule. You don't have to sit out. Everybody's eligible immediately. So especially this year, you've really seen it be like almost like NFL free agency here with the uh, transfer portal um, and that um, caveat this year that they've put in place. So, you know, nothing of it. Nothing. Still trusting the climb. Everything's going to be great. I think West Virginia's going to have a very solid team this season. Um, like what you've seen in spring so far. And uh, speaking of that, let's talk about West Virginia had their first spring scrimmage of um, of the year this past Saturday on um, April 10th. So uh, kicked spring practice off here into March. Uh, spring practice is going to wrap up with the spring game April 24th at 1. Um, but uh, spring game, um, and not spring game, but this first scrimmage, uh, some highlights from that actually. Um, one big piece of news that came out about a position change, as we said, West Virginia you know, needing some stuff at that linebacker. 
the wheel linebacker spot that, you know, Edgery Lowe's there and uh, Jairo Favaris that came in last year has kind of grown into a linebacker, so he's there. But both of them were kind of out. So DeVell Washington, I know a lot of people probably remember him, three-star wide receiver from Michigan, uh, came in last season, 6'3", 220 range. Big guy, a lot of people had high hopes for him at receiver. He offered to transfer over to the defense, and uh, he's done so, playing that outside linebacker spot. I'm guessing that wheel or that Sam, most likely that wheel. And in the scrimmage, he actually had an interception there. You know, it was his idea. He came to the coaches with it. They liked it, thought he had some good uh, tributes for it to be a defensive player. So um, that move may pay off with his size, you know, already kind of got that linebacker body with that 6'3", 220 frame. So uh, we'll see how that how that pays off. Uh, West Virginia's offensive line, um, from all of counts, uh, was very, looked very good in this game. Um, Lady Brown kind of limited his workload in this, and they wanted to get their backups some work. They got to, you know, the two guys still coming in in the summer, the two four-star running backs are going to factor in as well, but they want to have three running backs ready. Neil Brown says you feel like you have to. You know, at this level, have three guys ready. So they let Tony Mathis and Avarius Sparrow handle a lot of the carries, and uh, Tony Mathis really saw, really shined rather in uh, in the game, is what they said. You know, 80 play scrimmage, Big 12 refs, you know, everything legit. So uh, and he uh, really uh, showed out. You know, the uh, guy from Orlando, Florida, going to be his sophomore year, uh, redshirted. You know, played a little bit last year, didn't play very much. Really only got in on that, you know, first game of the season or whatever, but uh, had two touchdowns in the scrimmage, 16-yard run and then a 62-yard uh, touchdown. And as I said, both both of those were um, uh, blocked really well, they said, and he read the blocks really well as well. So that's that's good to hear. And a very Sparrow um, got a touchdown late in the game as well. And he's really fast, but, you know, he's a guy that's really raw and I think it's going to take some time to develop. So, me, personally, I'm expecting Tony Mathis to be one of the three guys. Obviously, of course, Letty, and I think it's just going to be a battle between one of these two running backs coming in to uh, be, you know, the second or the third of those three guys, rather, and, um, you know, if they want three ready. So, a very spare, I think, needs another year to uh, cook, I guess you could say. You know, got him in the oven there cooking, and he'll be ready here in another season, I think. But we'll see. I could be wrong. He could jump out and surprise some people. But that's kind of where it is. And um, <clears throat> so that's kind of the news that came out from that First scrimmage, um, he said, you know, some players that stood out on defense. Of course, Scotty Young started the spear position in place of um, Tyke Smith in the bowl game, and I think that bodes well because he's got a little experience there, so that's probably going to be your starting spear as Tyke is uh, Scotty Young. But then also, don't count Jackie Matthews out there. They said he's really stood out on the defense so far in this spring. And uh, Juco guy didn't really play a lot last year, but he's really come along by all the coaches' accounts have been saying so. And so – uh, you know, two different type of bodies, but they can both play at that spear position. Uh, Matthew's probably better in coverage situations, and Scotty Young really a sure-tacular and, be- and better against the run in situations like that. So to have two guys that are really standing out at that spear spot I think is big because you can uh, sub them in and out and do some packages type thing, you know, pass versus run, you know, things like that, and that's big. As I said, Josh chandler uh slid over to the mic, so you're going to have him on the field as well, and, you know, he's a tackling machine. And then Edgery Lowe is probably going to end up as the starter. At the other linebacker, Will, and he's a guy that's got a, a, an some experience there so you gotta like what you're seeing in safeties you know Mahone and a die back so you got those guys and you still have Kerry Martin in the mix there as well can back up probably at, at both of those spots and then Nick Troy fortunate corner um, the other corner, you know, Daryl Porter, there's been a lot of talk about him. But like I said, I think West Virginia is going to try and bring in a transfer to contribute there. But if not, I think you'll see either Daryl Porter at that spot or, you know, Jackie Matthews has that capability as well and is a guy that could, could do some things there. And then, of course, defensive line, you're talking Dante Stills, Jeffrey Puller, Akeem Mesidor. So you're looking pretty solid on defense despite, you know, losing arguably two of your best players that you had last season in Tyke Smith and um, Dreshawn Miller. 
as well as Jamal Adai, who coached secondary. But I really like this uh, Shadon Brown uh, guy that's been brought in. I think that he's going to be solid as well, and hopefully the defense doesn't miss a beat. Offense, as we know, um, got to pick it up. The struggles last year, uh, a lot of wide receiver drops. Um, some would say quarterback play. Um, you know, I think quarterback play can have some improvement, but also the drops won't hurt anyone, no matter who you had playing quarterback. And uh, I guess you could say there's a battle between Daigie and Garrett Green. Battle everywhere, really, because uh, Coach Brown said we're not coming out of the spring with uh, starters at any position, not coming out of the spring with a depth chart. So um, who knows? But uh, Garrett Green getting work there. And then, of course, you got the freshman who came in early, Will Crowder, getting work there. Uh, receivers, you're talking uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton back. Been a lot of talk about him and proving his game and how he's done. Sean Ryan back again. Isaiah Esdell's really come along, uh, made some plays in the scrimmage. I believe he had a touchdown or two in the scrimmage even. Been talked about a lot this spring. He's a guy that's shown a lot of flashes in his career, so maybe he'll have a very solid senior season. Sam James, as everyone who's listening to the podcast knows, my personal favorite player, so hoping to see him overcome some things. I think they've got him in the slot now, and hopefully that's really a good move for him and he can uh, continue to develop. And then Winston Wright, who was arguably the team's best receiver last year, back again as well. So you've got some some guys there at receiver. And then, of course, can't forget Sam Brown, the uh, freshman from Florida last year that showed flashes. And then a guy that they're adding to the mix that I think I'm really excited about and a lot of people are. Um, of course, don't forget Reese Smith in the slot there as well. I guess I got to throw that name in there. But uh, Caden Prather, big wide receiver, fast as well, enrolled early, really talented guy, maybe the most naturally talented guy West Virginia has at the position. Uh, six foot four, you know, two hundred pounds, can run, catch. So he's a guy that you could see get on the field this year. So we'll see how how it shakes out. West Virginia's got the bodies at receiver. They've got you know some experience now at the spot as well. They just got to get over them drops. I think it's more of a mental thing than anything. If they can do that, can be solid. Um, then along the offensive line, you're looking at Brandon Yates at the left tackle spot, uh, Gamitter at the left guard, uh, center. You're talking about Zach Frazier. Right guard, you're talking about probably Doug Nestor, but Doug Nestor may slide out to right tackle. And then there at the right guard, uh, you know, you'll have a have an open spot there for um, guys that have been playing. They like Jordan White a lot. He's been a guy you've seen out there a lot. And then can't forget you got guys coming in as well. You know, Chris Mayo was a big guy last year, redshirted. But then you got Wyatt Milam coming in, very highly regarded offensive tackle and other players. So offensive line I think is going to be a strength this season, believe it or not. I really do. The addition of Doug Nestor helped a lot, and a lot of these guys have really developed well. And so um, then, you know, tied in, you're still talking Michael Laughlin, T.J. Banks. Charles Finley there, he's been injured a little bit, still developing. And then, you know, the two freshmen, uh, Victor Wickstrom and um, Traylon Davis, uh, Davis more of a blocker, Vickstrom's more raw, more of an athlete, but he's going to take some time to develop. Uh, O'Laughlin and Banks are probably the two you'll see on the field the most, and they kind of use that tight end as a fullback and a tight end, of course, as we all know in this offensive scheme. Neil Brown and Jared Parker like to run, so uh, that's where you're at with that. And um, kind of the faces you'll be seeing this spring before, you know, some other guys get added in the summer, some of the guys that didn't enroll early, the recruits and things, and, you know, more transfers. And in the fall, we'll kind of go over the roster more once it shapes out more. But that's just kind of some of the names off the top of my head, of course, going into this. No notes, just wanted to get an off-season episode in the books and talk a little spring practice, talk a little a little transfer action and stuff like that. So uh, that's kind of a first scrimmage, uh, spring scrimmage recap for you guys and then talking about these transfers and just updating you on a little bit where the team's at staff-wise. Roster-wise, uh, right now going on in the spring, and 
Uh, be back with more episodes throughout the spring. You know, update other spring scrimmages, any uh, roster news that may uh, develop, um, and of course, we give a spring game recap when that comes and stuff. So, more episodes through the off season here as uh, spring practice progresses, culminating in the spring game, and then any news that happens um, before or after then, leading into the 2021 season coming up this fall. So, as always, I'm your host Jordan Cruz, and until next time. Let's go, Mountaineers. Yeah.